Hey everybody, you're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I am Garrett. Uh, and I am David. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Wow. He's not in the room, so the I room. forgot. Forget him like that. <gasps> and yet he's right here. Yeah, David's not in the uh, studio with us today, but he's obviously still on the show because you can hear him. Studio. Hey, now, why you got to go and ruin the illusion? I didn't say it wasn't a studio. I just laughed at a studio. Maybe it's a really crappy studio. Yeah, all right. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to the season three premiere Oh my so many sequels. We've been doing this three for three years. years. We've got three listeners. Three. That's great. Hey, that that's not that's actually not true. It's, we have more than three listeners. Exactly. So One we have at least three listeners. That's true. It's David's second anniversary. Mm-hmm. So um, we're excited to be back for a brand new year. We will have plenty of sequels and stuff like that uh, for you guys to listen to. But today or tonight or whenever you're listening, I guess that's the beauty of podcasting. But tonight we're recording uh, just right after the Oscars have ended. Uh, it's late on Sunday, uh, February 9th. The Oscars are over, and we are going to react to the show. We all watched the show. Me, Andrew, and Garrett all went to uh, Circle Cinema here in Tulsa and uh, for their big red carpet party. They mm-hmm. have a big fundraiser every year. They show the Oscars on the big screen. There was a cool red carpet. There was lots of food. Quesadillas? Ques- quesadillas. All the quesadillas you quesadillas could ask were for. a big thing of the night. If, it, if anything, David, you missed out on the quesadillas. Yeah. We like had party. to. We probably ate four full quesadillas each. each. Uh, on my end, I stayed at home. And, that's good. That's uh, fun too. Had a full tube of Valentine's uh, Reese's. Oh well. Oh wow. You certainly didn't lose then. No. So all that to say, we watched the show. We have some thoughts. Uh, I hope. Nope. We certainly have a, a couple at least. What are those? Yeah. So I guess let's before we jump into the big awards. And do we have a? Andrew, could you grab that paper ballot? Because I don't have a paper ballot. Before we go through the awards, let's talk about the show overall. You know, the Oscars have... This is their second year in a row to go hostless Mm -hmm. since the controversy where Twitter wouldn't let them have a host last time, as Chris Rock mentioned in his... uh, (laughs) I'm not going to call it an opening monologue. They did. They didn't waste any time. They did not waste any time. Um, You know, Kevin Hart was supposed to host, and then he didn't because... Some not great tweets uh, his in the past came up, and people were like, ah, we don't know about that, and so no more hosts. And last year, I think we all thought it was great with yep. no host. There was really no issue at all. Yep. It was kind of speedy. How did everyone feel about the lack of a host this year? Was right. it still good? Really good. I agree. I would agree. I think it is good. I feel yeah. like the, uh, <coughs> it flows just fine. I don't feel like the host is that necessary anymore. No. The host... All it's good for is really just eating up time, and, and it, does. It, it just takes up too much because they fade away halfway, like more than halfway through the show, completely fade away, because they don't do any more bits outside of the opening, and then they just randomly show up, and, and they kind of made it um, a joke about it in tonight's episode where they had the star of... 1917 up in the balcony, and he was like, we're running short on time, which makes perfect sense as to why uh, I'm here to introduce somebody else who's going to inevitably introduce somebody else, and that's basically all a host is good for. It's just introducing somebody who's going to introduce something, and then somebody else is going to get up and speak. It's just a waste of time. You know, and then on, on like a slightly, maybe smaller, but also bigger scope, like the main point of the host for years was to provide a comedic element and like I feel like I feel like the internet itself provides the comedic element of of the of the year at this point. Um, we don't need you know Chris Rock or Ricky Gervais to get up there and do you know twelve minutes of stand up about the about the about the movies of the year this you know anymore. 
It's true. What what I like though is it, we did get several moments with presenters where it was like, hey, why aren't these people hosting? Yeah, like uh, you know, Steve Martin and Chris Rock are both veterans of hosting the Oscars and legends in their and own legends right? in their own. But uh, Oscars hosted by two of them as a duo would be pretty cool. Oh, that would be amazing. Well, and oh, last yeah. year it was Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, and what Tina Fey, and I, or maybe, yeah. it was definitely at least well, Amy. We already know Tina and Amy rock the globes every yes. now and then. Yes, and but like you put those three women up there, and it was so much fun. And then tonight you had the same thing with Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. They killed it, and they were yeah, so they were funny. dang funny. They were hilarious. They were very good. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so we all agree, hosts. We're well, fine not having a host. Yeah, fine. Open, opening number with Janelle Monae. That was really was fun. Awesome. Open it. Like, I didn't care for that that much. Really? Oh, why not? What? I mean, she. It was. A, it was a really good performance, but I kind of felt like the the song itself was kind of lackluster. Um, you know, she's great, and and I I've liked everything I've heard from her before, but this just kind of felt really. I don't know. It felt underwritten. If that makes sense, I don't, I know, don't that's, know. That's a really shallow comment, I guess. But. It came out with a huge statement about how, again, the whole point of tonight, which I really enjoyed as a show, is them making fun of like the whole Oscars culture, like you know what was it several years ago? I don't remember when it was. What the Oscars so white had, was a thing, and it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've kind of done a better job at being a little more diverse, but still not good. Um, and they are no longer throwing shade. They are flat out saying it. And it opened up with Janelle Monae saying things like, uh, we want to celebrate the women that are making films because notably zero women directors were nominated when at least two that I can think of right off the top of my head should have been in there. Greta Gerwig for sure. I also argue that the woman who uh, directed, um... The Farewell should have been in there, but that's just my personal opinion. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yep, that one too. And then she talks about her being a black woman and a queer woman. And you also had Billy Porter up there. Like, there was so much representation of people that aren't represented. And then, I don't know who it was, because I never heard his name, but the man who did the uh, recap rap, is what I'm going to call it, mm. also talked about... Recap rap like, was nice. In his, um, in his rap, this is the current way it is. Like, you need to start representing what's in front of you. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. So I really like that people were not ashamed... To call it out, and even yeah. Steve Martin and Chris Rock did that in their opening mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the pre- the presentation of it too. I mean, uh, there was some shout outs to um, under nominated films, like when she came out to uh, singing "It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood." Mm-hmm. Notably, only Tom Hanks is nominated from that film. When you could yeah. argue that it should have more. Um, nomination. Aspects could have been nominated, and yeah. um, they, at one point there was a costume change into uh, midsummer, midsummer, yeah, uh, attire, which is I, in my opinion, as the only one. Well, no, you watched it, Andrew. I did watch as, it. As as two of the only people who watched it uh, could have snuck in a few awards here. I think at least some nominations. So that was all cool. And then the background names yeah. were all dressed as various characters from mm-hmm. from movies of tonight. There was a there was a Joker. There was a, I did see Dolomite. 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 There was it, it was it was nicely presented. I think. Although to be fair, your 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 negative comment was about uh, just the song. The song that itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not. I mean, that, yeah, sure, maybe. Yeah. I don't. I mean, uh, it was, I, we could I we could analyze that. the lyrics, I guess, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the idea. It was I just kind of like as it was going, I was like, just, I don't feel like this is giving me as much like hype for the show as it could. I get it. Um, but I did think it had a good finish. The, she really was belting it out. Um, 
from there it went right into uh, awards but I wanted to talk about uh, the most exciting part of the show Amen. when Eminem came out oh yeah. yes that wasn't that interesting what was that about it was really wild it's- I thought it was. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was. It was. It did seem really out of the blue. I, I, I might be able to fill that in. Of all people, okay. <laughs> so when Eminem won his Oscar, yeah. back mm-hmm. in two thousand two, Eminem was not present. This is the first mm-hmm. time he's ever been on the Oscar stage. But why not? Yeah, it's been almost twenty years. Or has it been twenty exactly? It has been nineteen. It's been nineteen years since he won his Oscar, and. Uh, to I guess to commemorate uh, to not losing yourself. I mean, I don't know, but like <laughs> nice try, Andrew. <laughs> was he not invited? What? I'm was sure he was invited. invited he probably Oscar? just didn't. No, he go. just didn't come. Oh, well, that's his fault. I can't imagine a nominee would not be invited. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, no. but I mean, yeah. it was a welcome surprise in my opinion. Yeah, I, I thought it was it. fun. Definitely, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda sets up uh, a tribute to, which was kind of an odd. It it, it also didn't make sense necessarily to me because. Lindman Wells sets up a tribute to use of licensed music in film because he should, like he's talking about music and film and how it can change the perception of the, the moment and stuff. And then it plays all these movie moments that feature licensed music in movies. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this should be observed is when, like, you know, a song has a big influence. And we saw that two times in movies this year with Yesterday and mm-hmm. with... Uh, with uh, uh, Blinded by the Light. Blinded by the Light. And so I was like, this is a, this is cool. This should be talked about. And then Eminem comes out to perform a song that won best original song, like a movie he specific, a song he wrote specifically for that movie. So it was like, this is kind of like not a representation of what you just showed us. And it's weird because there's no real reason to bring him out well, because but, it's a, it won 18 years ago. It also came out of a montage though. That was a montage of best song winners. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, I mean, that is... Yeah, because it was was a song that... Did he write that specifically for Eight Mile? Yeah. So, like, what other song can you name right off the top of your head that is as iconic of an original movie song as that? Like, that is My heart will go on. That's what I was... Yeah, that's... Okay, so fair, 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 fair. (laughs) Can you feel the love tonight? Well, that's that's my point. None of the stuff in that montage were were written for those movies. Those were all songs that predated those movies. I don't think so, All of those were licensed songs. I don't think so. Don't you forget about me? Well, uh, yeah. the song from Say Anything. Like, watch the montage again. It's all songs that like are from other things that are being used in the movies. Mm, my heart will go on. Was in that? Was that That's written for Titanic? Say. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Yep. I mean, I don't yeah. think it was licensed for maybe, it because it's, maybe it wasn't exclusively that. But I mean, I it won. Like it the, won the Oscar for it, so it couldn't can't, couldn't have been. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're getting too in the woods Either about way, these it songs. It was really random. It was a random moment. Then, um, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally unexpected. Just wildness. Um, I. Uh, Excuse me. This is a problem, I think, for most award shows, though. I felt like they... It seems like what happens is they have some fun things that happen in the beginning. And then, I guess, they maybe run out of time and start cutting stuff. But, like, the second half of... The ceremony was completely devoid of fun. Yes, yeah. there was no yeah. fun moments, and I—that's what I want. I—I I don't mind a, a couple fun moments here and there. You don't have to balance them all at the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, no one really came out and told jokes. Like, if I'm nitpicking now, why did why did they have uh, people introduce presenters? Yeah, it's just, just a presenter for a presenter yeah. for an award. Because we didn't have hosts. 
Well, they and could then have they, just walked out. Yeah, they could have just walked out like they did last like, year. Literally, that that role is served by the person whose yeah. voice comes over the PA going, "Ladies and gentlemen, blank." Yeah, yeah. and then know? and why did we have best actor mon or and, and best actor? Why did we have acting montages and then? Here are the nominees. Yeah, that was Why not just mix... I liked having the montage, but just say their names with it. Right. The montage was nice, but they didn't do that with Best Picture. Like, they had the montage, and then during the montage, it was like, nominee, blah, blah, blah. But this was montage, 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 and now the nominees. And then there was that weird, awkward pause that they all took, and then they did it. And it was... Nah. And if you remember in years past, they would usually spread out Best Picture throughout the show... And do a montage of yeah. here's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yeah. then like a 45 second clip of it. They, didn't they, do that they cut year. that all out. It's interesting. Yeah, and and if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I could be. I think that the the Oscars had different had new producers this year, so that could explain some of the changes. Yeah, probably. Um, that's really all I have to say about the show itself, though. Anyone else before yeah. we get into the some of the? We won't talk about every award because why? But we will talk about the big awards. Yeah. So let's start, I guess, with... We'll try to go in somewhat of an order as they were presented. Actor in a supporting role went Brad to Brad Pitt. Pitt. So happy that he won. Oklahoma's Brad own Brad Pitt, Pitt of Shawnee I for like three days. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all got Brad Pitt right. He was probably one of the safest bets you could make tonight outside of, you know, Joaquin and Renee. Yeah. Um, yeah, great speech. If you've not seen any of Brad Pitt's speeches from the awards circuit this year yet, he's been consistently really good. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He's charming. We know all this, though. Yeah. But his speeches have been great, and his one tonight was, was good. He hit everything you really needed to, and I thought it was good. Yep, I agree. I think uh, I think his speech was just as good as all the other yeah. ones he's been making. He got in a couple jokes. Yep. He had some nice moments thanking Quentin. Talking about the movie. It was a good speech. Um, and that's all I got to say. And that's all we got to say. Uh, next was uh, animated film, which was... Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4? Yeah. I, should, I probably should have picked Toy Story 4. I didn't. I think everyone else did. Did you, I David? I got this one right, yeah. I did not pick Toy Story 4 because it won nothing moving into this. It had no real major uh hardware so i didn't think it would take it tonight yeah. either i i yeah, had my link won the globe it didn't win at the annie awards it didn't win at anything really so i i had my money on claws i did too that was that's what won best picture at the klaus. annie's klaus klaus and missing link won the globe and something and another one so yeah. so it was very spread out yeah you really could you really didn't tell i've i've only not it's seen... certainly a good movie I've only not seen How to Train Your Dragon in this group, um, but all uh, the, re- the remaining four ca- the remaining four nominees are really great, um, and I highly recommend if you haven't seen Missing Link, Klaus, or I Lost Your Bo- I Lost My Body, um, t- take the time. <clears throat> they're all they're all streaming somewhere right now. Yeah, I would um, still like to see I Lost My Body. We'll see about that. I Lost My Body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking. What yeah, we're talking about? Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then after that was uh, uh, animated, animated short, short but you know nobody's nobody really knows those did we all pick hair love yeah baby. I did pick hair love yes yeah, same yeah. I've only seen hair love and kitbull and they're both good both of those are good both of them are good they're also Pixar no hair love is one sound. of them is Pixar oh never mind <laughs> I am stupid 
Well, I'm not well, gonna argue I, I with that. Kid, I don't think Kidville is Pixar, but it is. Well, it is. It's like it's Disney Animation Studios, isn't it? Yeah, or some subsidiary. I don't know. Subs- it could be. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, Disney. It's on. It's on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, and it's on YouTube. Yes. So then we went into two of my favorite awards for the night. I always love screenplay. Uh, original screenplay went to Parasite. Yeah, that's right. I uh, went against my better judgment and did not pick Parasite to win this award. I didn't either. I picked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Huh. No, I wasn't going to pick 1917. No one speaks in that movie. That's true. <laughs> I picked uh, I picked Marriage Story. That's a good, that that's would, a good that script, too. Been good. This is another category where the... It was tough. It was tough because I think all of them were really good. Why can't I find it on my list? Uh, yes, confirmed. All of them are really good. Yeah. Yes, I would have been very. I think I picked Parasite because I really wanted that to win. But I would have been so completely ecstatic if Knives Out would have won. That would have oh, been sick. That would have put, put, pulled a shocker. That would have been, been so like one of the big upsets for the night, and I would have been like, oh, agreed. Glad I got nominated. Yeah, but uh, thrilled about Parasite. That was that was a good choice. Um, and every time we got to see Bong Joon-ho speak tonight was just a oh, delight. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Par- Parasite really cleaned up tonight. He did. He's, he got drunk. He's going to get He's going to get drunk. <laughs> um, adapted screenplay went to Jojo Rabbit, yes. which I personally was a teensy bit surprised by. I was a little surprised, but I picked it, so I'm I did happy. not, but what I was a teensy bit surprised. With? Or what did you go with? I went with Little Women. It had won previous yeah. writing awards. Yeah. Of course, I, I think JoJo won the BAFTA and some WGA stuff. I think. So that's it's why it's not a huge surprise, but I was a teensy bit surprised. You know, and I don't know if this factors in. I did not think JoJo think. would win anything tonight. I, I picked JoJo, but I I wasn't. I don't know how people think, but if it's me, and I know it's completely different. So for this particular category, even if it's adapted. I feel like I would have picked JoJo over Little Women as much as I, even though I liked Little Women more than JoJo Rabbit, I would have picked JoJo because of the fact that Little Women has been done so many times, even though this one was done differently. Well, than that's some not of the a ones reason to pick something if you think the if it's truly better. I know. I just that's I like I like to be able to diversify and and come up with like different reasonings for why I think this should have won. I I mean JoJo Rabbit's great. It's in my top ten. Well. I had to adjust it because I saw more movies for 2019, but it's a great movie, and I think that it is a deserving win. Um, so I'm not happy, or I'm I am happy with. I I pick I I, I did pick uh, uh, Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit because I think Jojo Rabbit was probably the most. Uh, it wasn't really a, it was a complex story, but he told it very well. I think it was written very well because you there's. There's great elements of comedy, there's great elements of tragedy, and there's great elements of hope. And to put all that in a 90-minute script um, is really hard, I will say. And that movie really pulled it off. Yeah. I've never seen what, um, and I don't, honestly, for, for most of these, I've never seen if there's some sort of criterion given to uh, Academy voters. So I'm not sure what goes into selecting... What exactly best original screenplay, best adapted screenplay, you know, what it's supposed to be like, you know, do, does, you know, does what the source material is matter at all? I don't know. Jojo Rabbit is really, really good. Um, I haven't read the source book, but um, 
maybe it was a really difficult thing to adapt. I don't know if that factors in for people. Like if it was really, I, I, I it was really way that it. difficult. Well, my understanding is that the like, book itself is not a comedic book. And that right. movie is got elements well, of comedy, but and for it to matter, you would the academy members would have to read the books. Exactly. We, we know they're not know. doing that. Yeah. Most of yeah, them don't I'm, even watch all the movies. Let's yeah. be real. I'm, I'm happy because at this point, I was uh, I was uh, sitting pretty at four and one, and I was feeling really good about my night. Boy, how that would change. <laughs> um. So then, uh, is there any real desire to talk about live action short costume design or production design? No, uh, I think the general public uh, probably hasn't seen many of those or. We can talk about costume design if you guys just want to talk about Little Women a little bit because that's what it, it, that's where it, I think that's its big win. It is its big win. Uh, it did have great costumes. The end. Or maybe its only win, I guess. <laughs> I think it was, yeah. And also production design went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The end. Yeah. Um, documentary feature was cool. It was a win for Netflix. Obama. Well, and Obama. yeah, it was a product. Uh, the Obama's production company uh, helped make it happen but it was a win for netflix i think importantly which they're always it seems like they do well in the documentary categories Mm -hmm. each year but they're still trying to get into a big the big one um well they did last year what are you talking about roma Roma. but they didn't win they They got in this year too but they didn't win they won best director they won sure but they want a best picture is what they want yeah (laughs) That's the only one that matters. They want Best Picture. Okay. That's yeah, the probably, they would probably take the actor categories. Or actor. The Holy the, the Grail for them. Because, you know, that's an award for Alfonso. It's not an award for Netflix. Okay. Um, but this is... Being, they, they've kind of owned documentaries, it seems, for the last couple of years now. I, yeah, my, my pick was for Sama for, on mm. that. Did you watch it or did you just take a guess? It just sounded like something that would win an Oscar. <laughs> Okay. I will say this over and over again going back to Netflix. Netflix is the only one that they have to blame for all of this because all they have to do is release the movie in the theaters. I feel like that's the main thing that's keeping them from being like taken seriously. I think that Roma would have won last year if they wouldn't have been so snubby about it. They want people to watch it on Netflix. But I see zero downside to releasing their movies in theaters because they're going to get the money. People that don't have Netflix... Or people that prefer to see movies in a movie theater rather than on their home screen will go see it in a movie theater. You know who that money go to? Go to Netflix. It's true. They're um, doing it to themselves, and until they change their mindset, that's their fault. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually saw a report the other day that um, <clears throat> movies that are seen in, 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 that are released in movie theaters are more likely to be streamed more often. Mm-hmm. So it, w- it would potentially benefit them even further to just put it in a movie theater. Yeah. But I think they're just try- they're trying to do it their own way. They recently bought a theater in L.A. Right. So Netflix owns a movie theater, and they're going to screen their stuff there. Right. So they just want to they want to be in complete control for reasons I do not fully understand. But they're that's what they're doing. It's a pride. It sounds like it comes across as a pride thing, and that's <laughs> stupid. I did not. I did not watch any of these movies on Netflix except American Factory because it wasn't in theaters but once uh, Marriage Story Irishman I watched in a theater mm-hmm. as it should have been seen but that's it for that um what was next Doc- I keep losing my uh, spot let's here. see those are 9 and 10 the documentary stuff um, oh yeah so actress in a supporting role actress. that was uh Laura Dern no surprise there nope yeah. she's been cleaning up nope, nope. um I picked Kathy Bates and then I kind of thought she was going to win Hmm, interesting. 
Uh, I I would have been happy with Dern, Johansson, or Pugh, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, I, and I thought any of them could have won. I thought, uh, uh, but there had been so much hype around Kathy Bates. I don't know. Uh, there was? I'm really happy for Laura Dern, though. I didn't hear anything about Kathy Bates. Let's get controversial. Why? Because I wholeheartedly believe that Laura Dern is great and lovely and wonderful and a fantastic person, but I hardly, I don't think that she did a uh, Oscar-worthy performance. In this well, movie. listen, I, you know I stand for Little Women. I think Laura Dern and Little Women was better than Laura Dern and Marriage Story. Agreed. <laughs> and I would have nominated for that and probably would have given yeah, her I don't, a trophy I don't that. fully understand why she's getting so much praise for this particular performance, because realistically, as much as I love uh, Marriage Story, she is forgettable. Yeah. You could put anybody in that role. I disagree. I disagree. I do. I think calling her forgettable is is a, is exaggerating. She's, I think that she's is more too memorable far. than Ray Liotta. Yes, I, I do think that this like Scarlett. Johansson Ray Liotta's not nominated, so that's a moot point. You what? Um, yeah. It's a cow's opinion. <laughs> you think that Laura Dern? Or what were you saying, David? I was gonna say. I mean, you know, personally, my pick would have been Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. The, the scene um, where she's putting... I, you know, as a supporting actress, I feel like she really is like, uh, you know, a, a key element, and her performance really drives that film. Uh, compared to what I saw from Marriage Story and Laura Dern, like she's good in it, but I, I feel like, I don't know, that story, that that movie, is so much more just the the duel of Scarlett and Adam Driver that Laura Dern and. Ray Liotta and Alan Alda are just kind of, you know, extra characters. They don't really feel like any of them are really, like, big supporting actors. But, hey, good for her. I think the performances are more similar than we're, we're letting on. I don't think Scarlett Johansson drives Jojo Rabbit at all. Um, I think that's Roman who does that. I think her but performance is they both, that, that, they both have two key scenes. I could in not their tell movies. you what Laura Dern scene is that you're referring what to. What on earth are you talking about? Which one? The one where she is in the room for the first time with, um, I forget her name, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson's character, and she's explaining the whole process yeah. and why, why she will be um, basically mistreated in this whole process. It is a really powerful scene. It's a good scene, but the scene with Scarlett Johansson <laughs> smearing herself with fire... Ash and that scene is uh, makes me forget that scene in uh, Marriage Story. I think you're her, insane. Her, 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 that one scene alone from Scarlett Johansson is so much better than Laura Dern scene. I disagree. I think it is centimeters difference. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the big difference is that Scarlett Johansson's in way more. You know what I think the difference is? You watched Marriage Story on Netflix. I truly think that's it. You I are mean, not immersed. I. This is my. This is this is how I win. I mean, it's possible, well, I mean, but like, I don't believe that because I watched the movie. But like, were you paying attention? Because yeah. none of us pay attention when we watch movies on Netflix. There's phones. There's no, no, no. I, I don't believe it. See, like uh, when I watched Marriage Story, yeah. When I watched Marriage Story, I did not have my phone on the entire time. That's believable. And, it is not. <laughs> and Andrew doesn't ever have his phone on half the time. That's because he had his iPad. Well, like, I, but I didn't. It, totally like, dead. So, like, I was I was invested. I was paying attention. And I was, when it comes to Laura Dern's performance, I think it was very good. Would I call it, would I call it like an Oscar sweep? Like a sweeping the award season? I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't call it that. I think, 
Honestly, if my if my money was on anything, I would have picked maybe either Florence Pugh or Scarlett Johansson. I wouldn't either. be upset with Florence Pugh. I would not be upset with Florence Pugh either because I think she did play a, p- a pivotal role. But like Laura Dern, <coughs> Laura Dern, I think she did a I think she did a pretty good job. I won't say she did a great job. But she did a pretty good job. I'm happy to see her win because I think she's a, I think she's a great actress all around. So, but did I think she needed to win that for that role? I don't know. Don't know. No, I mean, like you guys said, you, you preferred Laura Dern in Little Women than you did in Marriage Story. I preferred Laura Dern in Star Wars than I did in Marriage Story. <laughs> Jurassic. What Park. is going on in uh, your head? Uh, I thought why? that was a better role. I thought that she did a better job. I'm not saying she did a bad job in but Marriage Story. But you kind of are if I say she was better in The Last Jedi than in Marriage Story. That is a more <laughs> memorable performance for me than it was in Marriage Story. I'm not this saying is, she did a bad is, job. I'm basing is, it off of memorability. This is hot take city right now, and I'm not one to live in it. <laughs> but she was really good. Um, I'm glad she won. Like, it's great. Like, good for her. She's great. She's wonderful. I, I love her to death. Um, I do not care about sound categories. I don't want to talk about Ford v Ferrari. Why? It's a race car movie. Of course it won. won Sound mixing, nineteen seventeen won that. I guess we're not going to get another chance. Well, I guess film editing, but we're not going to talk about that one either. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand. I don't even. I don't even. Ferrari talks for film editing. I don't even know the difference between editing and mixing. Is mixing not editing, and is editing not mixing? No, no. No. Sound editing. Sound editing is is. Is picking out all the sounds. Is picking out all the sounds that go in a movie. Mixing right. is like where they like if you're sitting in a theater, where that sound is placed. Sure, that's a form of editing. Hey, hang on, yeah. hang on. So that's what I'm tell, saying. Okay. What's the, what's I don't understand so, why they're two different so, categories. There's, so let me tell you, Josh. there is a difference. And, and let, me, I, I'm, let me explain. Sound editing is the was working on the individual sounds. So sound editing would be like. Like for, work for a Ford vs. Ferrari, you'd be getting the car sounds, editing that so that's perfect. Getting the dialogue, getting the uh, the the um, sounds of the crowds, the sounds of the tires, sounds of all the little intricate sounds of like car crashes. Getting all those little intricate things and get, making them perfect for the movie, and uh, you know, editing them so that they're perfectly synced and everything works, and giving you that visceral sound. Sound mixing is taking that because that's just the sound effects and the the dialogue of the movie. Sound mixing is taking all that and merging it with the music and merging it with anything else like, you know, just ambient noise or meshing it so that those three separate things of sound effects, dialogue, and music all blend in a way that enhances the movie to its maximum degree. Cool. Why is that not editing? That's not editing because that the editing is done by that point. All the editing is all the stuff that goes into yeah. creating those three things: dialogue, uh, 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 music, and sound effects. Yeah. So like you could have really good editing, you could have like great sound, you could have great sound effects, but you could do a really bad job of mixing your music with it. Yes. Like that. Basically, it's the difference between being. Um, What's another thing on here? It's the difference between being between costume design and production design. Like costume design is a part of your production design, but it is a specific part of your production design. So like it deserves its own category because it's a unique element. Um, sound editing is a unique element within 
overall sound work you know like to being able to take those like different levels I, i'll tell you what tonight and we can post this if you want in like the in like the, the link dump or wherever we want we can put this out on our twitter um there's a, a link to uh, the the sound mixer for ford versus ferrari did a, a like a wired interview or something where he showed what sound mixing is yeah. um so we should check that out I would awesome. love to check that out because I just don't see why there are two categories instead in, of one. In your defense, there was a report that I read earlier saying that the Academy has often talked about putting them into one category because most of the people in the world have no idea why they're two separate things. I still don't. They should be two, one category. Film editing is not split into multiples. So why is sound? You know? Well, film editing, I don't think it has multiples. No, no. I'm sure you could find something. I mean, it's just editing the film, though. That's like, I mean, like, you. that's taking, you know, what the sound mixer gives you and then what the film, like, the cinematographer and the director give you and then combining those two elements. Like, there's not really, like, a subdivision there where it's like, well, I, I only edit, um, I only edit water scenes. Like, no, it, it, that's, it's, there's no, I don't know, under role there. But, like, there's editing, which is kind of, like, basic, level and then mixing is putting it all together yes i don't know okay yes i agree i'm gonna gonna side with all the rest of humanity who doesn't understand why they're two different categories i mean like i i I understand it it's just uh i understand what it is and i and i i do think there is i do i do think that sound editing does deserve a category like it does deserve its own place because well, here, uh, you know, there is an art to here's it. Here's another way of thinking of it. Maybe there's best when you do it when you have best song, mm-hmm. you could have best. You could give it to the writers, or you give it to the performers. Like there's a difference between writing a song and performing a song. Yes, like record of the year and song. Like year. that's basically the difference. Like editing is writing the song, mixing is performing the song. Hmm. Okay. Taking all the like the things that are given to you on the paper, you know, in in, in this sense. And making it sound like something different, making taking all those elements and combining them to something new. However, there are no two separate categories for writing of original song and performing. Yeah, performers don't get recognized. There's no outstanding achievement in performance. It's just to the writers. Yeah, and the performance makes all the difference. Let's face it. It's true. It's true. And yet they didn't even let Taryn sing with Elton. And I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. (laughs) What's that about? Um, Wait, what'd you say? I said, yeah, what's that about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. So, cinematography. Andrew, do you want to nerd out about uh, Richard Dinkins for a little bit? Uh, Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins. Sorry, I said Richard. Yeah, it's all right. Peter Dinklage. Ah, dang it. <laughs> when, uh, no, there's there's no uh, there's no shortchanging it. The fact that he won is a testament to cinematography because Roger Deakins, this should be his at least his fourth Oscar by now, but this is this is his second one. And for him winning it for this, it's a monumental achievement. Um, it's a monumental achievement. It's so good about what he did. And that's all I got to say about that. I've not, I've got more to say. So here's a, here's another, here's a, now keep in mind that we're going to lose a more percentage of our audience now. Oh, Explain God. the difference between cinematography and directing. Because I don't think that most people know the difference between those two things. Cinematography is just shooting the movie. Where Is that it, what the director's for? No. The director is for direct the director is making all the decisions that make that lead up to that. It's it's the director's decision to have it shot that way. The director could have said, 
all right, we're going to have all these other planned shots. We're going to shoot it over this. We're, we're going to shoot it over this backdrop, but I want setups here, 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 and here. Whereas uh, the director goes to the cinematographer and says, listen, I want to shoot this. I want to shoot this, uh, this story about World War One that takes place over one day in one single shot. And the DP is just going to be like, either okay, or you're nuts. <laughs> and that's what that, that's the difference between a DP and a director. The director makes all the decisions within the film. And this goes for editing, this goes for sound, this goes for writing, this goes for acting, this goes for... This goes for shot-by-shot uh, uh, shot basis, what goes in, what goes out. DPs are only there for what is being shot and how it's being shot and what the movie looks like. That's it. Yeah, and sometimes directors can be, sometimes directors themselves can be the DP or they can. can be good at that, but uh, most really major films have somebody who's dedicated to finding the perfect shots Mm-hmm. directing how the, you know, like, like showing how the scene should be made or, you know, directing how the camera layout should be and all that. The director's part goes beyond just the camera shot to also telling the actors, here's what you're going to do. And here's how I want you to feel. And that kind of thing, working with the editing process, working with the music and working, you know, so uh, I don't really, I, I, I struggle to sometimes really uh, visualize what a cinematographer is. Cause I've never worked on a major film. Um, Cine- cinematographers uh, do everything. It's like, if it's, if it's like shot, shot wise, they're in charge of everything. They're in charge of the lighting. They're in charge of. I mean, they they have to meet with everybody and say, well, wherever the actors are going to be, they need to make sure that they're lit well. And oh, they lit all right. They man. lit like Bong Joon Ho. He's gonna get lit. <laughs> he's he's probably already lit. Uh, oh, okay, you're back. But like, there's the uh, but like the director of photography, the cinematographer needs to make sure that all the cues are being hit right as well as the focus is being pulled correctly. Because if the focus ain't pulled correctly, then the entire shot is shit. So and they gotta re and they gotta reshoot it. And also it just uh, cinematographers cinematographers really are at the helm of it. Like they they're the ones who are actually shooting the movie. They're the ones who are actually like behind the camera. So, the cinematographer, the cinematographer has more as has more things to do. It's also about like color palettes. It's also about like what type of filters should be used because there is a difference between if you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and this movie because there is a subtle difference about how those both of those movies were made. One's very subjective, the other's very objective. So. And one, I mean, obviously they're both period pieces, but one puts you right in the thick of things. Yeah, I do think I do think 1917 had the best look. The, it had the best oh, yeah. look? By far. Probably and, with, uh, I'd probably have Once Upon a Time and The Lighthouse maybe tied for second, very close together. I think they both look extremely good mm-hmm. in drastically different ways. Okay. And then the Irishman, and then I am forever stunned that the Joker is included in anything. Uh, yeah. It is just hot garbage. I'll, 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 I'll say this right <laughs> we'll now. Say it. Uh, I'll say this right now. If there's anything that should have been nominated over the Joker, it should have been anything? Ford, Ford versus Ferrari. Ford yeah. versus Ferrari should have got that. 
And I really don't think the Irishman should have been on there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna point that out there. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because there's there's nothing there's nothing spectacular about it. Like there's really nothing spectacular about the way it was the way the Irishman was shot. It was shot pretty basically. Yeah. And yeah, you could say the same thing about Joker. Uh, but all in all, if there's anything about Joker that I didn't like, I just uh, cinematography wise, I just didn't care for the color palettes. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for. I mean, I know it's supposed to be a dark. We're gonna. But I, we're, 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 I'm rambling. No, we're, I wasn't gonna say that. I was just gonna say we're, we. Well, we we potentially could get to in the weeds. I just want to say one thing about color palettes and this. I know that that Joker is a standalone film and not considered part of whatever the DC Extended Universe is these days. I don't think anyone fully knows. But there is no consistency in what Gotham City looks like. No. None whatsoever. And that annoys me a little bit. But I understand that this is something different. Mm-hmm. This is not this this is not a part of a, a, a bigger universe. First and I it, hope it stays that way. First it looks like Chicago, then it looks like New York. Right. Then it's and then it's Chicago. dark and then it's bright. Yeah. And it's like what what are we going for? Yeah. I do not understand it. But anyway. Um, we'll move on to visual effects very quickly just because it is the one category that Marvel was nominated in and it did not win. Um, strangely, I think it's strange that it went to 1917. I that's agree. just me. For starters, I don't know where this. I don't know where the visual effects were. I knew. I knew well, there was. I knew there was some shots. Oh, you'd be surprised. I I was because when they played that montage reel of some of the editing being done, like that building was CGI, and I don't understand why. <laughs> why? Yeah. They like digitally they, inserted I mean, a building. Yeah. There are places where they completely created these. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, these 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 World War One battle sites don't aren't in the state that they were at that time period, but they perfectly recreated them and in ways that you would, it's shocking. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it was well-deserved to be nominated. I am surprised when you look at Avengers Endgame, when you look at the Lion King, like those are huge visual undertakings. And then the Irishman, it should be noted. Like, I know a lot of people are going to go like the Irishman. There's not that much special effects in that. But when you look at the fact that they created an entire new way of filming just for that movie. Like that's kind of really impressive in terms of its visual effects. How? Um, How are, this they, is the second time this has come up today, and I want to remind people that both Guardians of the Galaxy two, Ant Man, and Captain Marvel all came out before the Irishman. Like the Irishman right. did a great, fantastic job, but to say it com- completely created it is false. No, 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 no. no, no. Hear, hear me, Garrett. Hear me. All right. <laughs> Hear me, child. They created a new way of doing it. Scorsese did not want the dots on their faces, and he did not want to have to do doubles. He wanted to have, he wanted to direct the movie as he's always directed it, but for that technology to work. So they created an entire new camera system that was able to film the actors as they were without any of the normal ways of doing it. So all the stuff that Marvel did to 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 forward that technology. They basically didn't really use. They had to forward an entire new way of doing it. They created this new camera rig that has three different camera lenses in it so that they can perfectly capture every side of their face so that they can then go in after the fact and digitally de-age them. So, like, they may have done Marvel a big favor if, if you know, like, they're, if they want to use that tech in the future because they may not have to do the things where they have you know, all these different dots over their faces to capture the performance and then bring in a double to 
do the performance again, um, who, you know, has the same facial structure. Uh, it's like, and it's all just because of kind of like an element of stubbornness. He's like, I want this de-aging thing, but I don't want to see those dots on their faces. So you have to come up with a new way to do this. And the, I, I wish I had the effects company's name listed here. They did it. They came up with this whole new way of doing it. That's great. Here's my problem. The end result, same as Captain Marvel. It is. It's the same. And, and that's why it's, that's why it's, um, and maybe not even necessarily as good as Captain Marvel. Um, but it's, uh, uh, if it had won, I would have understood, uh, Good for nineteen seventeen. But yeah, nineteen seventeen was a bit of a perplexing. It was a bit of a perplexing win. I'm not not mad that it won, but I'm like, but I think it's the other thing is is that I've always been, I've always been told that the less you see things, and the more you question them, is the reason why they won. And since nineteen seventeen won best visual effects, it just makes me wonder where all the visual effects were. Because yeah. if if that's the case, then where were they? And if they if they hit them, if they hit them the way they did, then bravo to them. I guess it did deserve that Oscar. But like, yeah, the, the, I, I I my my heart rests in the Irishman. Like how they de-aged him. I know, I know. I got I got two thumbs down. I was with the Avengers, so. I mean, but like, but like, no, I, how, how they did it was really mind blowing. The only one that that would have annoyed me would be the Lion King, because while the, the while the world Favreau created looks really good, the animals still live in the Uncanny Valley, and I'm not I can't support that. That whole movie is animated. <coughs> There's nothing that's real about that. Movie. Well, that's why it's in the visual effects, but the the world looks good. Mm-hmm. The animals don't. That's what I'm saying. Well, the animals do if you don't look right at their. Well, if you don't face. if you if you don't look at them and they don't speak, they look good. They have but, no emotion. Yeah. So that's the only one I would have been like, really? That one's not like that was one where the technology's not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, next was makeup and hairstyle, which went to Bombshell, which is not too surprising. They yeah. took those actresses and truly transformed them into real living people, and they look good. They look like Charlize looks like um, I lost her name, Megan Kelly. Kelly. Uh, it's it, they look great, so I'm not too stunned by that one. What's his face? It's like Roger Ailes. Yeah. Um, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Um, and not too much to say about International Picture because that went to Parasite and we'll have plenty more to say about that in a little bit. I only bit. want to say, I again, because it was my favorite movie last year, the fact that The Farewell was not included mm-hmm. in this was a bit of a surprise and I feel like it was very well deserving. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. think, sorry, I did think Parasite winning here was a bit of a signpost. I thought, oh man. There's a very good chance. Like it's it's a it's a foot race now between 1917 and Parasite. True, truly, truly. It's the only one I saw on the list, so I can't speak for the others. Although I w- want to see Pain and Glory in Honeyland. Mm-hmm. Um, original score went to Joker. <sighs> Again, I don't get it. I think Randy Newman's Marriage Story score was very good. Yeah, I think just... I think 1917 score was very good. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Little Women's score was what it needed to be. I don't know if I think it was like I don't I don't find it particularly like memorable, but no. it's good. And the Rise of Skywalker is is John Williams, so that speaks for itself. Don't understand Joker, but okay. I mean, it didn't. From what I saw or what I what I was able to listen to, because I, I still haven't seen Joker and I really haven't taken time to like listen to the score. Sounds like a fine score. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I I'd have to really I guess 
you know, I don't really have an ear for that sort of thing. Yeah, so, fair enough. My pick here was 1917, and you know, they'll fly down that one. Right here, I would have chosen 1917. Um, I I want to ask everybody in the room: Has everybody in here played the game Max Payne? Yes. Um, no. Years ago. Yes. Okay. Do you remember this? Do you remember the music score? No. I don't. Okay. I was gonna say it's almost exactly the same as Joker. Wow, okay. that's weird connection, but I'm glad it happened. Um, I would have chosen 1917 just because one's Thomas Newman, and two, it was overall a better score. Best original song was next. It went to um, Elton John and Bernie Taupin for "I'm Gonna Love You" or "I'm Gonna Love Me Again." Um, oh, shocked. Were you? Yeah. We were. What were you going to yeah. choose? I really thought it was going to be Frozen 2. Nah, man. I mean, Frozen 2 not even nominated, bro. I'm going to just stay with Hot Take Time now. Oh, it was. Um, it was Hot Take Time now. It was a fine song. If you had told me he had written that, it, it came out in the 80s, I would have believed you. Like, it did not sound, it was, I don't even think it should be nominated for Elton John's best song. See, someone else told me that they thought I'm Gonna Love Me Again sounds like every other Elton John song, and my response to that is, good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, great. That's good, but it doesn't sound. It definitely. Does, it doesn't sound unique. I think like it just. It just. It's just bland. It. I when I heard it, I was like, "Wow, this is basic Elton John stuff right now." I think the cat. The category overall is weak, in my opinion. Um, no, it wasn't a great year. I do like Into the Unknown, and I think it deserves to be there. Um, I think. I think Randy Newman's Toy Story Four song is kind of lazy. Didn't care for it. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they just. That was like they're throwing him a bone. Um, same for. Uh, I'm standing with you. That's a uh, Diane. Um, Diane Warren. Diane Warren. She's been nominated like ten times. Sounds like all her other songs. And stand up. Cynthia Revo gave a great performance for a song that I just didn't connect with. No. Yeah. And I that. So it is what it is. Uh, Elton John's good song. It's it's catchy. But I really thought that between the two, Into the Unknown was more. Uh, I don't know, more of an Oscar-type song. But, anyway. Um, so next we, we hit our our first big stunner of the night when Bong Joon-ho won Best Director. Greatest moment of the <coughs> night. Well, um, at the, up until this point. Uh, really, really uh, surprising. That's when miracles could happen, in my opinion. Like, yep. you, That's where the the shift or the tide shifted for me as well. Because David mentioned that he thought it was when it won uh, international film. I wasn't surprised because my thinking was, well, we gave it the international film, so then it'll go. Everything will go back to the same end as in nineteen seventeen. Well, that's if they thought about that they did this collectively, but they don't. Yeah, exactly. So if it, so, with it uh, with him having won, that's when the game doesn't change now. Yeah, so I... <laughs> Sorry, I heard something weird. Uh, I was I was surprised to see this. I was in the... I, I took this as my bathroom break. Well, it was in the commercial break, but I didn't yeah. get back in time. And I heard them say Bong Joon-ho, and I went, What? And I ran back into the theater, and sure enough, he was up there getting getting drink get drinking again. Yeah, he yeah. he said uh, after the international film, he was like, I thought I was done for the night. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it was like, I don't have anything else to do. Uh, and then he gave the first quote of the night with "I'm gonna drink until tomorrow." It's hard. Like that. I mean, I'd I'd be hard pressed to, for anyone to be upset with it. I mean, he was up against two legends, one goofball, and Sam Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> Would I love to see Quentin win? Yeah. Would I love to see Marty win? Yeah. 
Well, and in the his, end, in his speech, he gave a big shout out to Martin. So he much did. of a shout out that he that Martin got a standing ovation. Yeah, and then he gave another shout out to Quentin, and then he talked about how he respected um, the other two. But those two really got a big shout out from Bong in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're obviously more cool. influential. Sam would, I mean, I don't know where Bong's going to go from here, but Sam would be sort of a contemporary with him. Uh, I, I, I think there's a good chance we see Sam Mendes back in this category in the future. Um, I thought he would win here, but, I, I uh, you know, but hey, you know, if anything, the Oscars sold me on Parasite, and I know I really have to go see it now. You really do need you, to see yeah. it. It is yeah. unlike anything I've ever seen. It, it's it's such a it's such a dynamic movie. It's funny. It's creepy. It's all, everything. It's thrilling. And it's just a unique story. Yeah. Um, lead actor, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, what? This yeah, everybody called it. Uh, no one could have guessed what he was going to say. What a surprise. Which Don't was a, how long he was going to say it for. Yeah, his... Uh, his cow speech. Yeah. He... I was texting somebody at the time because my phone was almost dead, but not quite yet at this point. And I, I said, Joaquin Phoenix is really good at saying good things in a way that seems like he has no idea what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. I think everything he said had merit, but it all came out so bizarrely. He, he comes across <laughs> somebody who's like hanging on by a string. He did. You know? He really did. And it's his speeches have also been very strange this whole cycle. But, you know, he talked about... For, uh, the, the most memorable thing is the, is the, the cows and the milk. Um, but he talked about a variety of... of Subjects, none of which involved the movie or yeah. acting or anything. It was all uh, uh, everything that uh, uh, a random stream of them. conscious. Yeah, conscious. It just be everything like, that the just stop talking about politics. People hate. Yeah. yeah. So, so much so, I guess. Pe- were there people in our audience that were like, they were. I don't know, maybe mocking what he was saying? It was like trying to grasp the way he was saying it. Okay. Because, um, again, I do think he says things that are with merit in a way that makes no sense. Yeah. That's his, okay. that's his problem. Um, and he's just, he yeah. just rolled on for, like, too long. He went on if for a long had, time. I think if he had, like, called it after the cow line or after him saying, like, at the end of the day, we're all, like, all our causes are about fighting injustice and just said, yeah. you know... Hopefully we can continue to fight injustice and just like called it that. That'd be fine. But he went on for like I don't know, a minute and a half sounds like not that long a time. But when you're talking about Academy Awards, it's like every whatever is forever. However long he talked was painfully too long. Uh, and uh, going back to the acting category itself, mm. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, his performance, I thought I do, the, the I don't like Joker. I respect his performance. I thought Adam Driver was better. I think he's. I've not seen. Pain and Glory or the Two Popes, but I so I'm going to say that I think he's the third best in this category. I would have put uh, Driver and DiCaprio ahead of him. Yeah. I think Joaquin not. Phoenix does what Joaquin Phoenix always does. Yeah. It wasn't special, and I'll die on that hill. What about you, Andrew? So I I did like Joaquin Phoenix's performance. I think, I mean, like, if I had to choose which which one of these was the best one, I've not seen Pain and Glory, so I can't judge it. Right. I've seen the other four. Um, I will say that Jonathan Price. I knew that. Well, well, he met him. Well, well, 
didn't meet him. You kind of met him. But, like, uh, I think Jonathan Price <coughs> was probably the weaker of the four. Okay. But my thing is, is that, like, if I had to go, if, like, like obviously, Joaquin Phoenix was my choice to win, but if I had to, but if I had to choose, like, my personal favorite, I think I probably would have chosen Adam Driver. Okay. I would I would have gone with Adam Driver. I would have too. I, I just think Adam Driver just brought so much to a just so much to a, to a completely original character, and that's what I like. There are moments in each of these movies, each of these roles that stick out to me in each category for movies that I've seen. For for Adam Driver, it's the big fight. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. With Leonardo DiCaprio, it's his complete meltdown in the trailer. Yep. Mhm. For Joaquin Phoenix, I can't name a moment in that movie where he really shines. I can't. The bathroom dance. Where he doesn't act. He dances. The dance on the stairs. I mean, sure, that is that is acting, but it's not it's not what I call. Where he shoots what's his face in the face. It's not something that stands out to you. It's not something he didn't have a moment where he he gave this like searing monologue or anything to me. Mm-hmm. And so I just it was lacking. Over here on my side, um, the uh, I've only not seen Antonio Banderas in Pain Glory. That's the only one I've not seen. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like you said, Andrew, there's a lot of, like, your head versus your heart uh, when it comes to picking Oscar winners. Yeah. Uh, because my head said, it's Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like, the Academy and everybody, all, uh, all award season has been all over him. So I'm going to, my head says it's got to be Joaquin Phoenix. My heart said, um, even though I love Adam Driver, I think he's really great in Marriage Story. Um, if I had to single out a part for him with that, it would be actually um, when he sings at the end of the movie. That's um, a great moment, too. Um, not necessarily because of his vocal performance, but because of his, 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 how he's kind of like restraining it. Um, but he's doing I, a lot I, with it. He's doing I, a lot. I would personally go with Jonathan Price in The Two Popes, just because it's the most, it's the most natural of, of the performances like you don't I, I don't feel like there's a moment where I like doubted the performance he also did something that I feel like is incredibly challenging in that he performs in uh, at least two languages that are not his native tongue that is true and he does a very good job it didn't just feel like memorization um, you know somebody is, is doing a really good performance when they're speaking a foreign language and they tell a joke and you can tell that they were telling a joke even though you don't understand what he said mm. like that's um an impressive element of it so i would go with jonathan price in my heart i love adam driver in this leo um is great too i love the, the part where he uh, has his big monologue in the show within a show and afterwards yeah. a little girl comes up and says that was the best acting i've ever seen yeah it was a like, good moment too that was a good moment. So, but, but I, and I'm and I'm not talking any trash or anything on the two popes. <laughs> I just like the two popes. The two popes were really was really good. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I like I like the director Fernando Morales, mm-hmm. and uh, I I love the overall story. And mm-hmm. yes, Jonathan Price was a very convincing Pope Francis. Yeah. So. Um. So then. Uh, actress in a leading role. I don't think anyone here or in David's house saw Judy. Nope. 
I was nope. on the way to the movie. Th- I was <laughs> no, on weren't. my way to the movie theater to go see that movie when my car threw a serpentine belt, <laughs> and that I was the last. What day. are you saying right now? And that was. I the don't last know what I ever would have had the opportunity. No, uh, I'm not interested in it. Honestly. Talk about another random uh, rambly speech. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say like y- y'all talk about like Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix's speech going off the wall. It doesn't hold a candle to Renee's. No, exactly for a totally so, different way. Yeah. Like, I don't know what she was say, talking about at any given like, moment. I think she did a Kanye. It was like she just she, ran, started like spouting off random things. Yeah, she she didn't say anything political, but by the end you were still going, "Please start playing the music! Please start playing the music!" Yeah, yeah. And I don't, why do they why do they not get that same treatment? I don't, I don't know. They well, tried to shut out Bar- Parasite, but yeah. they wouldn't shut up Joaquin and Renee rambling off the walls for twenty minutes. Yep. The yeah, Parasite. Somebody. During like uh, costume design, I think. Yeah, no, they they played no, during, off a couple during people. Makeup, I think during Bombshell, like the guy gives his thing, and then like the yeah. other woman steps up to go, and they just lights out. <laughs> well, these they're celebrities, so they get to speak. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Did I only saw two of the movies, so I don't even really feel comfortable saying who's the best. So I won't. Uh, <laughs> I've seen everything but Bombshell and Judy. Um, Judy won a lot, so I have no reason to doubt that the performance is good. Um, again, sure you do, because Joaquin. <laughs> huh? Oh. Joaquin won everything, too, but we doubt his performance. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, 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 realistically, this list of people, I would have given it to uh, Scarlett again. My opinion, if I were a voter, she would have got Best Supporting and Best Lead. Um, based on this category, I think that she did the performances that stood out the most. I also thought Saoirse Ronan was great. Um, Saoirse Ronan is going to be, I hope she's not on the list of people who have been nominated for Oscars and never wins because she's been nominated for Brooklyn. Uh, this and Lady Burden has never won and she is fantastic in, uh, every way. So I, I don't know. Uh, the, I also saw Harriet and I think that, um, while I don't think that movie lived up to what it could have been, um, Cynthia Rebo was fantastic. Wouldn't have given her the award, but she did a very good job. Yeah. That would be my guess, too. Yeah, I would have gone with ScarJo, too. Yeah, I think ScarJo Scar was on my list to, to win. I, I've not seen Judy, so can't judge it. Don't know. Yep. All right, well, then let's wrap up with the... The big award for the night, and the big, probably the biggest, the biggest surprise of the night. Best, best picture uh, went to Parasite, the mm-hmm. the first time that an international film has ever won best picture at the Oscars. Yep. So anyone, English speaking film, yeah. So anyone who was like hella confident is either really lucky or not telling the full truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did you? What did you go with, David? I picked 1917. Yeah. Well, I told myself I wasn't. Once the show started, I wasn't gonna like change any more answers. Like I went through. I have my. I have a ballot. Yeah. And I. I. I throughout the day before I started, I had gone in and said no, and and gone back and forth, because once I had finished, I was like, oh, I don't think they're gonna give this award or this movie this many things. So like something else is winning here. So I would change. Once the show started, I wasn't gonna change, and so I was dedicated that 1917 would win, mm-hmm. and it won a bunch of other awards leading up. I thought, okay, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. You know, what won special effects, what it won, uh, you know, what best sound mixing. It won uh, something else, didn't it? I don't, I think it only, I think 1917 only won three awards. 
I went cinematography, so I thought, okay, it's got a chance. But as it went along, I thought my Parasite was winning some other big key categories. Yeah. So between the two, I was like, it's either going to be 1917 or Parasite. When they read off Parasite, I went, oh, good for it. But man, that really stinks for my uh, win-loss work. <laughs> yeah, the, the three of us decided to go all Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems and went with Parasite to mm. win. Um, just to, just to make it interesting. Yep. So it was a very happy surprise. Uh, this is a rare year where, um, you know, there's nine nominees and only one of them wouldn't have made me happy. That's pretty... That that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. No. There's usually at least a handful that's like, these, why are these here? We talked about it on the way back from the theater, and I have... <clears throat> 2019 was a rare year where there were just so many wonderful performances and movies that had come out. And I know that the uh, Best Picture gets... What, 10 slots if they want to use it, if they so choose. I feel like they should expand that to the acting roles as well. Um, I think the fact that Taron Egerton wasn't nominated, and we had Rami Malek last year. Agreed. And he performed so much better, in my opinion. Agreed. But he was out, as good as his performance was, he definitely was outshined by the people who were nominated. But to not include him, I think, is wrong. To not include Adam Sandler, I think, is wrong. And and there were opportunities for them, but I think they could open it up a little bit more. For Rocket Man to not be nominated in Best Picture when there was an open slot, I think, is uh, incorrect. So yeah, I, mean, I would I would have loved to have seen the the acting categories a little a more expansive. I also think that provides and gives a more uh, chance of something crazy happening. Yeah, it's interesting because you know when they when they expanded Best Picture, a lot of people were like, "No, don't expand it. Just pick good movies for yeah. God's sake." Yeah, and there's a hint of that in my head for expanding the acting roles. I'm like, "No, just pick better actors," because mm. there are some in here that you talk about that we could that are not better than someone who some people who were left out. But I don't know. I just hate the idea of man. I would hate it if there were ten. I wouldn't want ten. <laughs> I I would say give you. Eight maximum, but I'd say seven. Seven max. You can expand it to seven each, and then if you don't have seven, then you leave it at the five. But, yeah. like, you could do it if you wanted to. Yeah, because it, 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 might, it might help. Because, I mean, look, like, we Jojo Rabbit, I don't think any of us would have ever, I don't think anybody would have picked it to win Best Picture. No. But being nominated for Best Picture is a win in itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. For Knives Out to be nominated for Best Original Screenplay, that's a win. Yes. As far as as things go, like to be for it to get noticed and for it to get that level of attention, that's great. Um, some of the other performances that they could have included in lead actor or lead actress, even though there was a good chance they wouldn't have won, they would have been outshined. It would have been just a win, just for Taron Egerton to be like, you know, hey, I was nominated, I was recognized, that's good. Um, and with there only being five, and even when you look at like director, there's only five best. There was like only five director. Director slots. Well, and let's look you at know. the fact that the that Parasite, the Best Picture winner, did not have any acting nominations at all. And I know, David, no. you haven't seen it yet, but I think the three of us here can confirm that at least you could at least pick one out of that movie that should be nominated. You could probably pick more than that, but there is at least one who is better, who could replace someone in yeah. these categories, and that's crazy to me. And 1917 yeah. was the same deal. Uh, front front runner for Best Picture, no acting nods. Yeah, yeah, something. Something that I really so hope that someday, I, I doubt it'll ever happen, but something I hope they include one day. Um, obviously, the chances of them ever including a like best international performance category is slim, but someday I hope they include like best vocal performance because like uh, 
animated films, the the vocal work that that the, the actors do there, I think is just as viable in terms of a performance that can move you as the live action stuff. Um, and uh, there's not enough recognition for acting outside of English actors and features films. Yeah, and I would like them to just be better, quite frankly. Um, I don't want... I think it's a slippery slope to just start adding, like, best foreign film acting, because then it's just giving them an excuse not to do it. Mm-hmm. Much like much like the uh, very well-received best popular movie Oscar category that was uh, thrown away because everyone thought, no, just... If it's good enough to win Best Popular, then it's good enough to win Best Picture. Just nominate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and same for these people. Just nominate them. Yeah. But again, you said earlier, David, that it's not done by committee. It's done by a group of, you know, several thousand people. Yeah. So. Like, sort of separately, yeah. So, I mean, there's, I don't, you know, like, they didn't get together and went, well, Parasite won this. Should we get, you know, like, it? so it's had its time. Right. You know, it's like, I don't know if any of the people who voted for Parasite, when they voted for it, thought that it would win. Right. They're there's just like you know what you know, deserves to win, but won't Parasite. I'm voting for that. There's a lot in. of a lot of problems with the way the Academy does things, and I just don't. I don't know the solution because we aren't qualified <laughs> to know the solution. I also think that expanding the director category would have given you more. I, I, I personally, and maybe this is a little a step too far, but I feel like if your movie's nominated for Best Picture, you should be nominated for Best Director. I think if you got. Ten movies that are nominated for Best Picture, you got ten directors who are nominated for Best Picture. I don't know if I agree Uh, with that. You don't think so? No. Well, and it's because of the fact that just because also if you win Best Picture doesn't mean you should win Best Director. Well, that's true. But that kind of goes hand in hand. That's fair. Because, like, honestly, if a movie either wins or is nominated for Best Director, I actually find that movie to be more interesting because there's a reason reason for that being, and it's shown in the past before. Um... Uh, one, uh, uh, City of God. City of God was nominated for Best Director, and it's uh, it's a fantastic movie. And I often wa- I often wonder if that would have been nominated for Best Picture had it maybe had a better chance. So City of God was not nominated for Best Picture, but right. it was nominated for Best Director. Same thing with the Truman Show. Interesting. I didn't know that about Truman Show either. Yep, the Truman um, Show. And, but yeah. in the in let's see, Dead Man Walking. I mean, I can name I can name several of these. The mm-hmm. Last Temptation of Christ. You know, just. Stuff like that. Truman Show should have been nominated for Best Picture. Jim Carrey should have won Best Actor. That's a different day. That's That's a different era. That's a different time. But you expand expand those top ones. You have Greta Garwig in there. You have the opportunity to include some of these people that should have been included. Granted, Greta should have been in there instead of some other director that's in there, but that's just my humble opinion. I do want to talk more specifically about Parasite now. TP. Because... And we'll we'll be careful of spoilers for David because he he will watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 there's going to be a ton of people who haven't seen it. Yeah. It's gonna, and they it's will now. Crazy now. Um, so this is it cannot be overstated that this is such a historic win. Absolutely. It's such a historic night. On just on the surface, how rare is it that the actual best picture wins best picture? Amen. It's not common, um, especially when there's such a uh, there's such huge support for it. You don't. I don't know anyone. Haven't seen anyone who has said a bad thing about this movie. Who has seen it? No. Nope. Um, I've heard. Pe- I mean, I've. Well, I've heard people like outside of, outside of certain places that have said, "Man, I just that movie." I don't know if it was weird. I don't know if it was. It's bad, a weird movie. But they said, "Yeah, that's that." That was the common reaction. Was that movie was strange? It's no. strange. Well, you know, well, it's great though. Um, yeah, it's also the first movie in fifty-five years to win 
Best Picture at the Oscars and Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. Because this is, Cannes Film Festival was where it all started. It was also the first um, foreign film to win, I say foreign film, non-English speaking film, Mm -hmm. to win uh, SAG Award for Best Outstanding, for Most Outstanding Cast, which is another indicator that it probably should have had some acting nods. Um, it's it won. It was the first Korean film to war, win the Palme d'Or at Cannes. First South Korean film to win uh, Oscar for uh, international film. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot of firsts, so it's very it's very historic. And yeah, first foreign, first first international film to win Best Picture at the Oscars. And it's currently the highest rated film on Letterboxd. True that. True that. Of all time. Of all time. So. It's really not one of those movies where you. I don't think you could call it overrated. Nope. No. Um, it has it has the receipts to prove its worth. It's. I was looking. At it has Rotten. a ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten, I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes oh. graphic earlier. If you look at the total awards won for this season, it is the runaway favorite. It has got it had before tonight. It had a hundred and twenty five. Nineteen seventeen was next with seventy six. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. No. And it's not just 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is an average rating of 9.3. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very high. It's not just 99% three-star reviews. It's very high reviews. Um, it's very good. You know, it, it, it's hard to talk about the movie we've... I think we talked about this at our last... At our 2019 wrap-up. It's hard to talk about the movie specifically without doing spoilers. Um, so if you go back and listen to that, you can hear us talk about it a little more. But it's about two families of different um, economic Cla- backgrounds, classes. class class statuses, who clash in an interesting way. It's a bit of a black comedy because it's dark, darkly funny, and it's got everything I ask for in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> scares me, makes me laugh, it makes me think, and I walk out going, "Yeah, that was good. Yeah. This is movies." So I'm happy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> There's a video. I don't, David, did you see the video that we posted on on our social media channels of of the crowd reacting? Yeah. Yes, I did. It was very good. You can yeah, you can, I, you I was, can I, see that I on our social. I thought you guys were happy. I could tell that you did not uh, pick the wrong movie to win. <laughs> well, even if we did, I think we would have reacted. Oh, I would have been much happier if had uh, like if you know I was going to go with 1917 and I, I changed it and uh, had I picked. 1917 and 1917 would have won. It would have helped my numbers and made me look good and whatever. But um, I would have been had I picked 1917 and Parasite would have won. I still would have been equally as happy. And you know, well, I, when you wanted your heart and it worked out. Yeah, I'm not saying that, that we're like mind readers or uh, any. Uh, what's the word like? Sorry, what's the word that Professor readers. Trelawney is in Harry Potter? A, uh, a seer. <laughs> Well, something like that but but earlier before the right, show even started times. Andrew and I both were talking about how it felt like a parasite kind of night in the yeah. air it felt right and I'm just saying we were correct yeah I felt all day that this was the right choice yeah I, I made a I made a last minute decision to change it to best picture and I'm kind of happy I did you should be but yeah like because uh, I'm I was I was a hundred percent certain that Sam Mendes was going to walk away with Best Director. Yeah, but yeah, that was what I was prepared for. I actually and, thought it would be Parasite, Best Picture, Sam Mendes, Best Director. And, and when and when Bong Joon Ho 
when Bong Joon-ho won Best Director, I'm like, oh, man. It was all over then, baby. Every, everything has changed. It was all over then. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, overall, a good night. Uh, out, I mean, Parasite was wonderful. Outside of that, a bit boring and predictable in terms yeah. of in terms of awards. I got but, uh, my ballot. I missed two. Not too predictable. I missed two on my. Well, I guess it depends my, on how you how you do. How it. many did you miss total, Garrett? Two. I missed. You only missed two. Yeah, I got Sam Mendes. I picked him as best director, and then I picked uh, 1917 for both sound categories. Um, wow. So. Uh, I was. I went. Uh, I went nine and fourteen. Well, I was. I'm sorry. I went ten when and fourteen. I, when I had the perfect ballot rolling, I was so bored with it. <laughs> it was not fun because it was predictable, generic, and then the game done changed when Bong won, and then I felt real good about it. E- even though, if you still look at that ballot, it's overall predictable and not that great, but. You you throw a couple of changers in there and it makes it exciting and and so I'm glad that that happened because otherwise yeah the the categories would have been pretty uneventful. I got eight wrong. I got eight wrong too. Well, dang! I got fourteen wrong. So I got sixteen right. I think. I want to thank the Circle Cinema for giving me a bunch of swag. Yeah. I won the uh, most correct ballot in their little thingy and I got a nice little swag bag. I just want to thank Circle Cinema period. For existing, honestly. Yeah. So Gary, yeah. you went twenty for twenty you went twenty two for twenty four? I did. Wow. That's pretty good. Good job. I mean most of my most of my bignesses were on the uh documentaries and the uh short films and things like that. Yeah. I got I got both screenplays wrong. I got some technical awards wrong. I yeah, lost on sound, director and, sound, and, sound and score, song and score. <laughs> I got, I got a couple of like, I got a couple of the technical awards wrong, and I got best picture wrong. No, I got best picture right. Yeah, you got it right. I got best director wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I got, I didn't miss any. I didn't miss any of the screenplays, but I did miss. Uh. Yeah, it was mainly just technical stuff and some of the short film categories I did miss on. So, but those are all. Those are I feel like are hard to judge. Um, That's just me. Agreed. Well, overall, I would call it a successful night, especially for Bong Joon Ho and the Parasite crew, and for us because we all had fun. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and isn't that what it's all about? The winners were the, At the end of the day having fun. And David, I have Parasite on Blu-ray, so you can borrow it next time you, you come do. by. I certainly do. Because uh, I don't know where it's streaming. It's not. You'd have to pay for it. So you can borrow my copy. And that does it for this week, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, ooh, we, we haven't announced really what we're doing. We don't week. do that anymore, remember? What we do for the debut? I won't. The debut season three? But, you want to keep it in suspense? I'm fine either way. I don't know. I just remember in our in our, in our our big production meeting, we said that we weren't going to na- tell people what the next movie was anymore. Oh, that's right. We did. We did tell them that. That's true. We, we, maybe we might announce it on, on social media and you'd have yeah, to follow yeah, us yeah, there yeah, to get yeah, that. Yeah. So you don't get the goods for free. We some already. That's true. I remember this. I don't time. remember. Um, <laughs> but we will be back next week with something special for you, as we are every week uh, that we're on. Sometimes we're not on. So it's not every week. But every week we are. The majority of the week. That was a lot of explanation. Point is, we're back for season three. You're going to hear a lot of us over the next 2020. Um, yeah, we got I'm big excited. plans. We got big plans. We're going to talk about a lot of uh, 
uh, new, not new, well, new movies for, you know, ongoing franchises. So be prepared for that. There's some big ones coming out this year. We're going to go over some um, big old movies. Yeah. Oldish. And we've got a new system to pick movies that we're going to debut later this year, too. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. So there's just a lot of cool things going on for how we're going to do this show. I'm excited. Yeah. Everyone else is excited. And like I said, the start of the show is very late. So I think we're going to be done for real now. You can find us online uh, on your Facebook app. Search for So Many Sequels. Also on Instagram and Twitter. We love to post on all those things. Go, especially on our Facebook and Instagram account tonight, there's a lot of good stuff from the Circle Cinema Party. David did some stuff from home, so you Couple can things. see you can see all the all the stuff that we were up to tonight for the Oscars, and of course we're streaming on all the major podcasting apps. So find your favorite one and subscribe. You gotta subscribe. That's the key, because then subscribe. you don't even have to you don't even have to find us. We'll already show up. Subscribe. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, bunch of others. Right. Um. And then go support us on Patreon yeah. if you didn't say that. Patreon.com slash so many sequels? Yes. Patreon.com slash so many sequels. We do this show completely for free, and there are some minor expenses that it would be really cool if we could get some help with. There's even more cool things we would like to do if we had more support. So if you like what we do, or you just like us, or <laughs> you don't like us and you want us to stop asking, uh,. We would love it if you could throw us some some dollars on Patreon. Doesn't have to be a lot. Five bucks a month, something like that. And David's kinda running that show, so we're gonna try to have some things special for Patreon once we start to get some some folks on there, some exclusive stuff. But we gotta get people first. Yep. So go there, patreon.com slash so many sequels. That's it for this week. We'll be back next time. Uh bye. Subscribe. <laughs>